Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Now here are the hosts of this program, Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. Hello, I'm Nancy. And I'm Pete. Well, many visually impaired people use a white cane to help them navigate around town and get where they're going. And that not only helps them, but it also makes sighted people around them aware that there's a blind person wanting to get around. But that doesn't work so well at night when the sighted people can't tell that the blind person might have a white cane. Debbie Marchena is a blind person who ran into such a situation, and that motivated her to develop a white cane that actually lights up by itself. And we will be talking with Debbie about her experience and her quest to develop and market this novel, Illuminated White Cane. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Debbie Marchena. If you can see, look around and enjoy what you see. Enjoy the nature, enjoy the beauty of all people around you. Enjoy art. Go to museums as much as you can. Go to the forest, the park. You know, look at every rose because life is very short. So please enjoy. If you don't have vision, look with your inner eye and look with your heart. And even if you have got perfect vision, also look with your heart because there's so much beauty around Enjoy it. Be grateful. The bottom line is we all experience the world in our own special ways, and we should embrace those ways that work best for us. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Way Around, revolutionizing how people with vision loss keep track of important information about everyday things with the tap of a smartphone. The simple tag and scan system promotes independence in everyday situations. Learn more at www.wayaround.com. Let's start by meeting Debbie and learning about her life as a visually impaired visual artist. I'm Debbie Marchena. I live in the Netherlands. I'm visually impaired. And uh, I live in a very crowded city called Amsterdam. A very nice city with uh, lots of people, lots of art and good people. So I love living here. That's can I tell about myself. I'm a visual artist. Because I like looking very well, even though I don't see much. I look very much. And I, I love looking around and making drawings and woodcuts. And, you know, just enjoy uh, every bit of what I see. And, yeah. So when you say you're visually impaired, obviously you're not totally blind. What is the state of your vision? On the perfect conditions, my acuity is like 17, 18%. And, um, well, that's when it's a little bit dark for most people. Because I've got albinism, so if there's light, I get glared very easily, so then I don't, I don't see a lot. But you do use a cane to get around, I presume, which is what we'll be talking about later. Yeah, I started doing that, I think, 10 years ago or less, uh, because I don't like walking with a cane, as most visually impaired people probably don't. But then there are many electric scooters and electric cars, and these cannot be heard when you are walking in an urban environment. You only hear actually the contact of the wheels with the, you know, with the street. And 
if there's lots of noise around, yeah, you just don't notice those vehicles. That's easy to miss. Yeah. And then the next thing you feel is the tactile sense of them hitting your body. Yeah, well, I didn't wait for that. So uh, I thought, okay, uh, this is too dangerous. So uh, get yourself a cane and start walking, you know, with a cane. That's what. That's how it started. What other adaptive aids do you use in your day-to-day life? Well, from baby on, baby age on, I wear glasses. Six years ago, someone introduced me to something called mobile telephone. And uh, many people used them by then, but I didn't. And then I saw a blind man swiping the mobile device. And I thought, what the heck are you doing? You don't see what you're doing. You're swiping on a screen. And then he said, yeah, I've got an iPhone. And oh, this is so marvelous. And he was just enthusiastic about it and showed me things. I thought, oh, that's oh, that's interesting. So I got myself one. And since then, my, my bike is much lighter because first I was walking with like a magnifying glass and uh, kind of ocular for short distances to read the names of uh, streets and, and uh, you know and signs and all that and uh, agenda and well, many things and now all these little things I had in my bag is just in one device so it's much uh, yeah I, I like it it's, it's better so that's a very important device for me to use the beauty of the smartphones and the Android devices have essentially the same features built in, is people talk about how many devices your phone can replace, the flashlight, the camera, the calculator. Oh, yes, sure. And the beauty of the smartphone is that it's got the accessibility built right in to what's replacing all this other stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I love about it. It's it's a really handy thing. I, I like it, really. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. This week's focus topic is the illuminated white cane that Debbie is developing. In the beginning, you mentioned that you use a cane, and that's mostly what we're going to talk about today. You decided that the standard white cane had some limitations, and something new was needed. Can you talk a little bit about how this idea got started and what your new idea was? Well, over a year ago, I was crossing the street with my white cane. It was raining dogs and cats. The visibility conditions were very bad. It was a little bit dusk, you know, not really dark. But And then even though I was crossing the street with a white cane, I got hit by a car. The driver just saw me when I flew over his bonnet, you know, over the hood. Ouch. And, yeah, that really hurts. It took me away to the health hospital with the ambulance. And, you know, my knee is hurt and it will not recover completely. And there are many more problems. I was lucky because the driver was really driving very slowly because it was very crowded by by then. And so he was really paying attention and things went wrong. And... Well, I became very depressed because I couldn't walk a lot. It was I was a lot of pain, and I couldn't get out of my home easily. And so I, yeah, I was kind of in a depression. How did you get from being injured to developing a new cane? In springtime, I was stumbling in the street, you know, with a lot of pain, and then I thought, you know what, that accident could easily have been avoided if my 
white cane were shiny white cane, you know, emitting light. Because then everybody sees me and then, of course, I would not have got hit by that car. So I, I thought that's a good idea. So this spawned a whole new concept of what a cane should be, I guess. Because normally the, the cane is just something to, to find our way. And the other participants, in the other people in the traffic should know that people with a white cane are blind or visually impaired. But if they don't see the cane due to bad lighting conditions. So I realized that if my cane would have been a light emitting cane, the driver would have seen me and then the accident would not have happened. So as I got home, I started to look on the internet to find myself a shiny, light-emitting white cane. And it just wasn't there. At least I didn't find it. And the other thing that's interesting about your story is, as you point out, you certainly need the cane for navigation, but sometimes the cane can be a signal to other people. I often take my cane places, even if I don't think I'll need a cane, but just to point out to other people that they should maybe make a little extra room when I come by or that I may not know exactly where I am and they should be a little careful. And so sometimes there are dual uses for having a cane, both for you and for other people's benefit. Anyway, what happened next? A few days later, I met with someone and I asked him, I need something to put on my cane to make it a shiny white cane. And well, a week after that, he came up with something which looks a little bit like an octopus made of plexiglass. It was very fancy and had five legs. And with my cane, he had to put it on, on top of my cane, attach it to my cane. It gave light through the five legs. And with my cane was the sixth leg. So I called that creature the sextopus because it had six feet. <laughs> <laughs> It was marvelous. I walked with that. It was a little bit cumbersome and no, not really handy, but it, it really was marvelous because everybody noticed me. I'll bet. Stuck out a little bit. It was really not not very handy. So I decided, yeah, it's it's nice, but if there's something around the cane, it, it does not really work, and the b balance of the white canes are very bad. And I would guess that was kind of a heavy device after it was configured. It was very nice, nice looking, but not really, you know. So I started to, to, to fumble around with foil and plastic and the things I got in my home, which are not really good materials. And then I had a very cheap uh, flashlight and a foil for decorating windows. It just kind of opaque white. And when I put them, these things together with elastics and, you know, with, with tape, it just looks like a very big carrot, a light emitting carrot. And I walk around with that and I ask someone to film it. And I send that little film to uh, Jeroen Willems, uh, someone who I know very well. And he ends, and then he saw me walking in the dark with a light emitting big uh, carrot. And, he, he, and then he uh, apped, WhatsApped back, yeah, I made a website, uh, blindjedi.com. <laughs> I, I thought, Jerry, you are exaggerating. And a few days later, he, he uh, asked to me, yeah, uh, I made a business canvas. I thought, canvas, isn't that something I make paintings on? Okay, whatever. And I started really developing on, on the idea of, of uh, making a, a white cane with light 
really light emitting white cane, so not a white cane with something on top of it, but you know, the white cane which can emit light should you switch on the device. And I, because the thing is, I really want to prevent collisions with visually impaired people. And I want to prevent that all over the world. So just a quick side note here. She mentioned the website, but she has since changed the name of that to lightupcane.com. And you'll find that in our show notes. But getting back to our interview... So I am sure you are not the only person who has run into this situation. In fact, some of our listeners will know that last summer, Pete and I were leaving a concert, and it was after dark, and there was a long, dark path to get back to where we had all parked. And of course, nobody could see his cane because it works by reflecting available light, and there wasn't any, and people were tripping all over the thing. And I said, wouldn't it be nice if there were a light-emitting cane? And like you, I went on the internet and I searched and didn't find anything. But unlike you, I didn't go ahead and actually build it. But we did query our listeners, and I posted something on Facebook and Twitter and to our Google group, and we're all so glad that you've actually started working on this. Well, maybe that's because I'm an artist. Uh, artists, you know, we fumble. We don't only think, oh, that would be a nice idea. But sometimes, you know, we just start fumbling and, and trying out things. And, and as long as I keep in mind that I want to prevent collisions, because, you know, I was lucky. I can walk. Okay, it hurts, but I can walk. But how many people get hit by a car and then they, they cannot walk anymore or worse? Right. It's not usually a pleasurable experience. No, it isn't. And one third of all people walking with white canes get hit by a car one day or another in the Netherlands. So this is a good cause. I just want to prevent those collisions. Well, that is a really strong motivation, and it explains why you've persisted in developing this cane. Yeah. As it is a very easy idea... It attracts many people. So I get a lot of help from all over the globe because I, I'm developing a cane and it's, but now it's still very long and it cannot be folded. And uh, I'm developing a build-your-own cane so that anyone can build one him or herself and improve on the design. So I want to fold the thing because if it's very long, it's very, you know, you cannot get in the car easily and, you know, it's better to, if you, can, if you, you cannot, you know, take it away in your bag or something. So you had your initial prototype, and now you're trying to improve it to make it more useful on a day-to-day -day basis for blind people. Yeah, my intention, or our intention, because it's a big group of, you know, I think it's six, seven people contributing regularly, one or two on, on, on trying to make it foldable, and two people working on to make the device easy to use for blind people. Because if I switch on the light, I can see, oh, the light is shining. Someone who's really completely blind cannot check whether the light is burning or not. So if the blind person switches on the light, it should have some audible or tactile feedback that the light is shining. There is light coming from the, the cane. Or if you want to switch off the light, it should have feedback. Or if the battery gets low. Can you recharge the battery if it gets low? Yeah, it is... Um, Rechargeable, you know, you can put my cane in any place where you can put your iPhone. 
or you where you can put the phone to recharge it. So it's no loss, no no batteries. It's just rechargeable flashlight on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, people need to get fed- feedback that it is half full or that you have to really put it in a you know give it some uh, electricity because it's only quarter full something. So people are working on the electronics. And other, someone is working on the ergonomics of it because many people got RSI walking with a cane. That's a repetitive stress injury from doing something too often. Yeah, and if you swing this, you carry and swing the cane all the time. You know, you get all kind of injuries. So I thought, okay, as, you, as I am improving on the cane already, why not making it more balanced and not only lighter but also with a better uh, balance. So how far along are you in the development of this cane? It sounds like you've been working on it for some time and optimizing it. I think I started working more or less on it in, in, in uh, March, April. And as it became a so successful thing, I got reactions on the street. It really made me more enthusiastic. So in the summer break, I was really working very hard on it with uh, Jeroen Willems. And he sponsors me, you know, with the materials because I was fumbling around with foil and, and cheap flashlights and things I'd found on the streets. I, I really love recycling uh, stuff. And But, you know, fiberglass uh, tubes work uh, much better. Yes. And, and real reflective tape and all that kind of thing. So that costs money and, and he's sponsoring me. So we got uh, prototype one point, uh, for the Marchena bright white cane. That's how I called officially. Uh, it was ready in, uh, I think, just before October. And I tested it with five blind people because you can really design something on a, you know, on a board and then redesign and make it kind of perfect. And I prefer to, to make a prototype, test it as soon as possible, and then get back feedback from the people who, who used a few days or a few hours, depending upon what, what they want. And the feedback was really amazing. Uh, they liked the same things that, that, that I like. However, the order of the things I should improve changed. So after all of this testing with real-world users, what kinds of changes are people asking for? I have a cane which is foldable, and it never occurred to me how awesome it is to fold your cane because you know I was accustomed to it. And this cane I'm developing by now, by now the prototype cannot be folded yet. So it's a very long cane and I made it very long. Uh, so they say, I want that cane, but and it has to be folded because if I cannot fold it, I cannot take it with me. I cannot go out sporting, you know, on a, ta- on a bicycle tandem. or So by testing the cane with real people and users, you really get a very clear idea of what the cane should be like. Yeah, I would guess everybody uses it a little bit differently, so it's important to get user feedback from as wide a community as possible. Yeah, so I started with five, and now there's more people who tested it, but really the first five people, and they are the three of them are experts on mobility of visually impaired people, and they know what they're talking about. So and that is very nice because they can also express very clearly what is good about it as regards to mobility. So can you describe what the current version of the cane looks like and what features it has? It is a very long, sturdy white cane. It's made of fiberglass with reflective tape 
and some foil around it to protect it. Shrink foil, I think it's called. People use it in electricity to put to tie cables together and then they heat it and then... Oh, we call that shrink wrap. Yeah, okay. That's what it is around. That put around it. And it has got a tip on the end, a red tip, which is 3D printed. And it has got a flashlight, which is a source of the light. And to put together the long cane and the flashlight, there's a 3D printed red thing to put them to, to get together. That's more or less what the design is like. And then you can add some red reflective tape around the white cane to, you know, to, to make it a real white cane instead of a Jedi uh, lightsaber. And the flashlight unit is supposedly in the handle and shines down along the length of the cane. Yeah, and it works perfectly. From your website, it indicates that there are several different modes that you can use the cane in with different types of lighting? Yeah, you can have a bright light and a little bit less bright light, and it can it has got some strobe function. Debbie gave a really good description of what the illuminated white cane looks like, but if you want to see pictures, she also has some good pictures on her website. In the future, I want that cane to you know to make light to you can put on the light in the, in the dark and as you cross before you cross the street you hold your cane to indicate that you want to cross the street and at that moment i want to be able to give some strobe uh, light because that attracts much more attention so it makes it even safer for us to cross the street so but that's something for the future so it's but now you either put on the shiny, very bright light, the less bright light, or the strobe. Or off. Or off. Most of the time, of course, during the day you put it off. Yeah. So it sounds like you're close to your final design. I suppose you have plans for manufacturing these and eventually selling them. When will this be available to people around the world? Before May 2019. We hope it will be so ready that they can produce in a factory and then it, it can be sold all over the world. And anyway, I'm the one developing the cane and Jeroen Willems is doing the organization and uh, production and logistics. And I'm very happy that he does that because <laughs> it's not really my cup of tea. Well, not everybody can have all the skills, right? I mean, that's a very different skill to be able to set up manufacturing processes and distribution processes than designing something new and creative. Yeah, I'm so happy that all people love the idea of preventing collisions with visually impaired people. So they just flock to my project. And, you know, it, 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 I think that within a year, everybody can, can buy a, a cane. That'd be great. Yeah, because I really want to prevent collisions. Do you have any thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? I mean, this is our time to make real good white canes. Because we are the experts. Yes. So we can give back all the feedback and, you know, we can improve on the things that we use daily. We should really walk safely there are many blind and visually impaired people who don't go out in the night or the evening. They don't go alone. There's always someone who has to pick them up or they travel with someone else. They don't really dare to go out alone. 
And I think, hey, guys, let's emancipate ourselves and we just go out. We can go out, especially in the Netherlands. You know, go out and enjoy the Nordic, uh, how do you call it, Aurora. <laughs> Why not? Go out and, and enjoy. And if you walk in, uh, with a cane, put on the light and walk home. And I, I really want to promote that because life is beautiful. And I think we can do it. I know we can do it. We, we are doing it. And yeah. Well, that's really some nice work that you've done there in putting this project together. And uh, it's kind of neat to see that it was born out of a real need. As they say, necessity is the mother of invention. Because I never thought I would, I'm, you know, I'm just an artist and I can be a teacher or something. But entrepreneur, no, I'm too chaotic for that. But then I thought, no, now I know. Even the chaotic can be, be entrepreneur because you just work together with people who are very organized. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Right. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about the Marchena cane, including how to purchase one when they become available, hopefully within the next couple of months, and how to reach Debbie with any questions you might have. As we mentioned earlier in the show, since doing this interview, Debbie has changed the name of her website. And so although we did have a nice recording of her giving all her contact information, it's all changed. And so I will be doing that. So their website is now www.lightupcane.com. And there's an English and a Dutch version. If you have any questions, you can submit them by email to campaign at lightupcane.com. And she's been populating her Facebook page with information about the cane. And that's her personal Facebook page. You can either search for Debbie Marchena, of which there turn out to be quite a few, or you can look for at D-M-A-R-C-H-E-N-A dot E-U. And that will get you directly to the correct Debbie Marchena. But of course, as our longtime listeners know, you can always find all of that contact information and the references in the audio portion of the show in the show notes associated with this and every other episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net. I'll also encourage people to join our discussion forum if they want to talk more about this and bat around ideas and suggestions for how this idea can be improved and worked on in the future. And to join our discussion list, you can send an email to EOS underscore discuss, followed by the plus sign, followed by the word subscribe at googlegroups.com. And once you sign up, you'll be emailed instructions as to how to post your own thoughts to the forum. That's it for show number 1902. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about advances in digital accessibility.
We'll talk with Larry Lewis about his new role as Director of Channel Sales and Strategic Partnerships for the Passiello Group after many years running Flying Blind. We'll talk about the importance of accessibility and learn about some of the tools and resources available from the Passiello Group to assist with creating accessible designs. If you have any questions regarding something you've heard about on the show or you'd like to share an idea for a future show, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net or call us at 585-210-8094. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. Browse the full archive of programs, find instructions for subscribing to the podcasts, and much more at www.eyesonsuccess.net. You can also find us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at Eyes on Success or Twitter at underscore Eyes on Success. We hope you will join us again next week for more information and updates on products for accessible living. Thanks for listening to Eyes on Success and have a nice day.